Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. About to jump on another phone call with uh, Jacob. He runs the Short Ball Podcast, so make sure you check out his stuff, doing really good things. Had a couple of really good guests on recently, which we will talk about in this podcast. Just another chat about how to go about social media and podcasts and whatnot. I'm no expert. I'm just literally sharing the mistakes I've made, the observations that I've made, and how I would go about certain things, Jacob. His podcast is very, very different to mine. It focuses on a range of sports instead of one specific sport, rugby league being mine. His sort of looks into rugby league, cricket, racing, NBA, you name it. He sort of looks at everything, which in my opinion sort of makes things a little bit difficult, but it's not impossible. The Hello Sports Boys, as we touch on, that's sort of what they do, and they've absolutely nailed it i don't miss a second of their content so a really interesting chat talking about social media how to make it work how i've made it work doesn't mean it that is how it works but how i've gone about it and the some of the strategies that i use and just some of the ideas that i gave jacob this content might not be for everyone it's not really rugby league specific it's more social media marketing podcasting that sort of stuff but i know a lot of you really enjoy this sort of content goes for about 50 minutes or so champion fellow jacob as i said make sure you go and check out his stuff the short ball podcast he is on instagram the short ball underscore go check him out go check out all of his gear as i said some great hosts on some great guests on recently sorry craig gower justin horro a couple of racing identities as well so sensational to see just about to set up my phone now and we will kick off into it hey mate how are you Oh, yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. What's uh, what's been happening? Uh, not much really. Been pretty busy over the last couple of weeks, but yeah. How's so, yeah, how's the podcast going, mate? It's going all right. I've just sort of been chipping away at it, posting pretty regularly now, and had a few like guests come on and uh, just sort of growing slowly. And it's the uh, short ball podcast, yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. What what uh what guests have you had on? So I've had a few racing guys. So I've had um, a jockey, Karen McAvoy, trainer, Chris Waller, and I had uh, I had the scope on on my last one as well. 
Pretty good names there, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, been trying to get some of those podcasts out to as many people as possible. So. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, what can I do you for, mate? What's uh, do you have have some questions or what? what what's the go? Uh, yeah. So I was just sort of saying, like, um, I've been I've been growing like steadily, but it's not really um anything major. Like I've been sort of around that one seventy to one ninety. Uh, followers range at the moment. I was just uh, going to ask you a few questions about how I can how I can improve, how I can expand the, the podcast. Yeah, for sure, man. And like, uh, even before you ask, it's bloody hard. Yeah, like it's yeah. Like I was extremely lucky that I spent two or three years on my page before I had my podcast. Like I, I honestly, I I struggle to understand how people start with just a podcast and spread it because it, it is really hard, mate. I'm very lucky that I've I've got my page. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's sort of part part of when you get into it, you realise it's going to take a while, and realise it's going to um, realize it's going to be a lot of a lot of hard work. I'm just going to firstly ask you in regard to the page. Um, I've got a bloke that I, I run it with now. We're sort of talking about uh, how many posts we've been putting up a day. Yep. Um, I was just going to ask you what you think, sort of a, an ideal number, um, considering you got. Some people like to do like or just one or two posts a day. Some people bombard you with posts. So what, what do you think is sort of the ideal number if you had to roughly put, put a number on it? Mate, uh, as much as I want to give you a number, I'm not sure if there is just a magic number you should be putting out. I mean, it depends what, you know, it, it depends how much work you're willing to put into it. It depends what sort of an outcome you're looking for. It depends if you're trying to drive every from every post to your podcast, which I would probably advise against um you know i would be providing good content i mean if, if you have a look at my page most of the time most of my posts I've, I've probably actually fallen out of it a little bit recently which is something i have to be aware of but most of my posts are just providing content um that isn't a direct advertisement for the podcast and then yeah. it's sort of like um like there's a lot of um, analogies out there, but one that I know that like Gary V uses it, it's like um, give, 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 and then you take. So it's like you give, give, give content, then you take by giving an advertisement of one of your podcasts, sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. For for me, when, when I'm looking at you know like I'm just on your page now, um, and I saw the advertise the um, Justin Horror one, yeah, yeah, which is unreal, yeah, great, like great bloke, everyone loves Hoz, good content. Um, podcast out now, special guest Justin Horro, um, you know, 120 NRL games, uh, the Scope podcast on YKTR with 25K followers. But then there's no, like, you didn't take any quotes from it or anything after? Yeah. You know um, what I mean? I was, I was just, uh, I was talking about that the other day with the, like, I run it with, and I had a post that come out later with a quote and a video from the actual podcast and I was thinking with that just have that as the only thing that I put up in terms of promotion to be honest with you I I mean if your main thing is interviewing people I I would be aiming for minimum minimum five bits of content that you take from that interview and I would probably say closer to 10 or 12 realistically little bits of micro content little bits of you know hot takes that he says or you know I imagine with Hoz you would have had a heap of moments where you all just sort of burst into laughter that sort of shit I mean if you if you videoed that sort of stuff that's the sort of content that people want to engage with Um, Hoz is 
like he, he's an absolute king of one-liners. Like I, I haven't listened to it myself, yeah. mate, but I imagine there must have been a heap of little takes or things that he said, whether it's stuff about Manly, about guys he played with, the grand final he played in, you know, working at YKTR, you know, big nights out, whatever it might be. There must have been a heap of little bits of content that you could have used or, and, and not that you could have, that you still can use to advertise that podcast. No, you sort of um, just got to look at the approach of, on how I take into the podcast as well because that, that one, uh, you probably come into it and, and as many of the sort of the funny moments, there was a lot more of scope. Um, or, or Justin Hurry was giving a lot of uh, like hot takes or sort of um, giving a lot of uh, about his ideas on, on footy or his ideas on on um, on the podcasting game and all that sort of thing. So, I, well, see, mate, like, like, like to me, when I hear that straight away, that engages me more than Hoz talking about when he was on a bender and he did something stupid and he did something funny, you know, to be honest with you. Like, that's the sort of stuff that I would really engage with that I know a, a lot of people on social media would also engage with. There's a heap of people in the same boat as yourself looking to get into podcasting and whatnot. Scope has been incredibly successful with his thus far. There's also a heap of people, as you can see, by you know, pages a lot like mine that have got essentially no humour in them whatsoever, but people are keen to hear people talk about footy that know what they're talking about and scope. He definitely yeah. does. So just because it's not funny or whatever, like I, I, I just use that as an example. That's, you know, everyone likes humour, but then you've also got a really, I imagine, loyal bunch of your followers that would be keen as all hell on their racing and on their rugby league. For me, for example, I would love to talk, listen to Hoz talk about the X's and O's of you know, how Manly used to play, how they used to take on certain sides. For me, horse racing, I, you know, I have a punt every Saturday, but, you know, knowing what a horse is doing on Thursday, Friday, I've got no interest in that whatsoever, to be honest with you. But your keen punters, like, that, they would absolutely yeah. froth that stuff hearing from some of the trainers and the owners and stuff that you've had on. Those, um, those horse racing podcasts got... Uh, shared around a little bit by some people in, in like the sort of horse racing scene and they've been some of the most viewed recently because it's um, they, they offered a lot of good insight and I'll put a few quotes up from guys I've had on and a few sketches up and um, they, they've been going alright and the with the horror one um, I, I also had Craig Gower on recently as well, that was the sort of first guest I've had on, those ones have sort of brought back a lot of the, the footy uh, sort of fans because towards the back end of the season it was sort of dropping off because it, there wasn't as much interest or investment or like just after the season was, wasn't as much interest or investment and those sort of two podcasts came out and then I was going from what 30, 40 views on it and those uh, picked up 100, 200 even I think the Craig Dow one got so um, Hey sorry I, I, I was just having a look through your page I actually just found um, found uh, that quote that you were talking about from Justin Harrow that sort of content's mad. Yeah, where, like, you put in the quote, then you actually show the video of him talking. Like, I, I would have made, you know... It, like, and obviously, my podcast is different because my main thing isn't bringing guests on. You know, I do a lot of it myself. If yeah. you guys, if your main thing is bringing guests on, which is, you know, mad, that's a proven successful thing with podcasts, I would be making, you know, at least five of those sort of posts. And I'd be making them before you release the podcast. I, I think quite often that... Guys, I think the biggest mistake a lot of guys make is that they record it, you know, on Tuesday at 2 p.m. and they're like, fuck, I've got to get it out at 4 p.m. Tuesday. It's like, why? 
why have you got to get it out so quick? Yeah. Why don't you wait till 4 p.m. Wednesday and you can make your five bits of content so that you are just ready to roll them out the next five days to invite people, even if you put them out before that as well, say coming tomorrow with, with, a, with, a, with a little bit of content that actually brings people, you know, it, it creates creates interest in what you're about to provide so then they stay tuned for it? Yeah, that's probably something I, I've looked at starting doing as well because I realised with that horror one I probably mishandled it a bit because uh, when I came into it I, I recorded it and then I edited it and got it out that other uh, like you said like probably sort of rushed it out and then after and bro that, that's what that. I did for the first year yeah so I'm not I'm not like yeah. sitting on a high horse fucking telling you like that's the the mistakes that I made for ages and then I was like yeah. I record them and pr- pretty much now I wait at least three or four days so I can listen to it back myself take the proper bits of content that I want and then put it out there it's just yeah. a more efficient way to make sure that you get the proper content you get the stuff that interests you sometimes I'll send it to a mate and say hey write down the top three things that interest you in this interview yeah, because um, that that quote and like the video that was, I, I had a lot of like positive feedback on that on that post, and I was just sort of sitting there thinking, well, if I'd had this and posted it out, and it and it had been the bit of content that uh, Horror shared, because Horror shared that original like promotion thing to his story. Yeah. If I just put that out instead, and that and that had been the thing that Horror had shared, it might have been a different story in terms of his fans coming over. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you, you you want to be. And you know what? You might make 10 bits of those things and Hoz might only share two or three of them. He's not going to share all 10 of them. Let's be perfectly honest here. Neither would I. Yeah. You know, like you, you're not going to share every single little thing that, that you say somewhere yeah. else. But if he shares two or three of them over a week and, mate, if you know, if you know that one of the, you know, you've made 10, but you know that three of them are going to be big hits, space them out, you know, you know, post, post one on the first day, then post two two decent ones on day two, day three, then on day four, post a really good one. And maybe say to Hoz, hey, mate, um, I think this one's probably the, you know, the quote of the podcast. If you could share it, if he does, fantastic. If he doesn't, so be it. But yeah. at least you're sort of spreading it out a little bit and he's probably more likely to share it on his story if, if he doesn't already have two of them on his story, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah And good I'd even well, take but... it a step further. I'd keep an eye on Hoz's story, and if you notice there's nothing on there at the moment, bang, post straight away and say, hey, mate, just posted this. If you, if you could reshare it, I'd really appreciate it. All of a sudden, it's at the top of everyone's stories. Yeah. Um, the the next sort of question I had in mind for you as well was um, how to sort of promote yourself and how to uh, reach out um, to, to sort of gain more fans on your own rather than sort of getting them off other people or um, so I, I guess how do you put yourself out there mate it's it's hard you I, honestly it comes back to providing you know quality content I get people that message me all the time hey can I have a shout out hey can I have a shout out and look the vast majority of them I don't I sort of say hey when you're when you're putting out quality content you've been doing this for a while I always share quality content I don't really do the whole shout out thing and to be honest with you mate yeah. I, I, I have never I've never looked at a page that said follow this guy and there's nothing behind it and follow them I I don't know maybe I'm weird but I want to see that you're going to actually provide good content for me to so you you hook me in with some good content not just someone saying hey like whenever whenever I see anything that says like hashtag follow for follow I'm just like why why are we like you're just trying to get an easy way out and straight away that says to me that maybe your content 
isn't up to scratch for me to follow because you're going down this easy avenue. You're not willing to put in the hard yards to produce good content to be able to gain follows from it. You know, there's little things you can do. Like, for example, you know, myself or bloke or, you know, roast or whatever, if, if we post something and you see it go up straight away, you can be the first comment on it and then you can start to generate traction there. And you might, you know, you might be able to add some value onto something that one of us says, you know, um, yeah, like, like just little things like that. I, when, when I first started, I set a notification on, on the NRL page um, and yeah. I got a notification every single time they posted. And if there was something, you know, I wouldn't do it on every single post, but if there's something that I could genuinely add that I thought, oh, this will be a good insight, posted on there straight away. I, I started off doing super coach stuff. So I would always sort of give like a super coach perspective on, and of course you're posting that on an NRL page where, the vast majority of people aren't super coach players. So I used to cop a heap of shit on there, but there would always yeah. be a couple of super coach players that, you know, back then there really wasn't that much super coach content on social media. Well, on Instagram um, anyway. So that would always generate, you know, not a heap of followers, maybe three or four. Yeah. It's not a, it, yeah. it's, there's no way to just click your fingers. I mean, you can, you can go and pay for them if you want, but like you'll get found out there eventually as numerous pages have. Um, mate, it just comes yeah. back down to content. It all comes down to content, um, collabing with certain people. Um, you know, like I'll, we talk, I'll post this on my story and whatnot. And you know, like that, that'll get you, you know, a couple of followers, but it's not going to get you, you know, 5,000 followers straight away. You know, yeah. like even when I, you know, I, I, I go on bloke in a bar and I sit there for four hours, talk about footy at max might get me a hundred or 200 followers. There's no, yeah. there's no easy way to do it. It's just providing consistent, good content over a long period of time. As I sort of learned that the, uh, well, not the hard way, I guess, but uh, when I done that first podcast with you, and then I done one with, uh, and after I done the one with Horro, gained like three, four followers after your one, gained maybe five after Horro's or something like that, and it was, it was a. Um, sort of way of to me like you got to keep pushing and just gotta if you have to accumulate it over a year and so be it but um yeah that's something that i've sort of picked up as well uh having guests on and not yeah and and that's where as well like it's probably a, a little bit more difficult um when you're interviewing me because i sit on one of these things i sit on probably two or three of these a week and answer questions but with a guy like hoz I mean, he, he doesn't do a heap of interviews realistically. Like, he, he does a lot on YKTR where he's talking about whatever, but that's where with a guy like Hoz, if I knew I was going to have him on in five days, over the next five days, I would listen to every single podcast that he was a guest on. And take, yeah. I'd write down anything interesting that was spoken about on those podcasts and then write next to it how I could go into more detail on that. Or I would simply look for things that no one has asked him on those, on any of those um on, on a, any of those podcasts or maybe players that no one has asked him about find you see all these hypotheticals all the time you know who, who would you rather this player or this player which era would you rather you know there's a, there's so much shit that you can throw at guys that they haven't been asked before and all of a sudden you sort of separate yourself from, from the crowd a bit and I, I can guarantee you mate, yeah. as soon as I go on a podcast and as I said I go on these things all the time like sometimes I finish a podcast and I was like, fuck, I was uncomfortable there because they put me on the back foot. I wasn't expecting the things they were asking. And that's the content yeah. that, you know, me, as much as it put me on the back foot and sometimes I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to answer this. That's the sort of stuff that you respect and it sort of stands out for you. And all, straight away, 
I'm more than likely to add a comment or add some sort sort of reference in what I'm posting. Like this one's a little bit different. This one really stood out for me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I've got to have a look. Well, for that horror one, me and uh, me and uh, Dylan, who's the other guy that I do it with would like put a heap of time sort of researching back into his career and sort of doing a lot of um, research into the, into the podcast as well and um, preparing questions for a while and um, sort of looked at, looked at it like that. Um, also, this is another question I had to ask you. Do you think like the fact that our page is covers multiple sports sort of helps or hinders this in a way because um, I know you're coming from a standpoint of you're specifically rugby league, so you're going to generate rugby league fans. But if I'm doing rugby league and there's going to be posts on horse racing, there's going to be posts on NFL or NBA or stuff like that, does that does that sort of help or hinder the page? Uh, I wouldn't say it helps or hinders, to be honest with you, mate. It depends what your what your thing is. If you're the sort of guy that you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't looked at your page now. A rugby league page slash podcast also covering cricket, NBA, horse racing, and anything else in between. Um, for, for for me, I'm a rugby league fanatic. Not everyone is. I've got very little interest in cricket, NBA. I have a bet every Saturday. I think I'm a good punter. I'm not. I couldn't care less about horse racing until Saturday comes around, until it's five minutes before the race, and I'm having beers with my mates talking about who, who we're going to punt on, you know? So yeah. for, for, for someone like me, straight away, I would sort of go, uh, not really my cup of tea. I just like rugby league. I don't want to have to go through all the other shit to find rugby league content, but... That's not everyone. I mean, yeah. it's not like rugby league and horse racing are two, you know, polar opposite things on either sides of the earth that no one has interest in both sort of thing, you know? I mean, you could... I would say that a lot of conversations at a racetrack would be about fucking rugby league anyway, during the season anyway, you know? So there is there is a correlation there. Personally, I'm obviously, I've obviously targeted rugby league. I've made that my specific audience. I would imagine without ever doing it, you've got a heap more experience than this on me. I would imagine, though, it would be hard to get specific loyal fans from four different sports. I mean, if I'm, you know, for example, if I'm a cricket fan, um, you know, you touch on cricket, am I more likely to follow and engage in your podcast that touches on cricket or am I more likely to follow and engage in a podcast that is solely about cricket, you know? That's the way that yeah. I look at it. doesn't mean I'm right. That's just the way that I look at it because I am a sole rugby league fan, essentially. There's no other sports that I am interested enough in to be able to listen to a heap of podcasts. Some of my mates are different, but I probably don't have many mates that I would say are enthousi- as enthusiastic about rugby league, cricket, NBA, and horse racing as each other, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, because I was just sort of thinking about that the other day. I was like... Um... And oh, could I be losing followers because there's not as much rugby league as there was three months ago, or or could I be gaining followers now because there's some people who uh, are now coming into cricket season or now coming into like the or in the spring carnival for horse racing that that are, that are following because it's that sort of time of year. In saying be. that, in saying that though, mate, just thinking off the top of my head, like, um, do, do, do you listen to the um, Hello Sports podcast by any chance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so those boys—they talk rugby league, they talk cricket, they 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 talk anything and everything. They, you know, they'll talk politics, they'll talk COVID. Like it, it, it'll yeah. be in an engaging matter. And sometimes they talk about things that I've got no fucking interest in in any way, shape, or form. Whenever they get on talking a little bit about motorsports, personally, I couldn't think of anything worse. But the way they do it is an engaging way. 
and it gets me interested because yeah. it's got that humor side to it. It's got the like it, it's mostly the humor side, but I find that with podcasting, especially if you are doing a range of things, you know, you can you can get people interested in things they're not depending on how you do it. And I've never even really thought about that until I just sat there and was reading your thing and I was like, fuck the Hello Sports boys talk about all this shit and I listen every single week, but I've got no interest in it whatsoever. So from my perspective, that's not how I would do it, but it's obviously not impossible because there are people out there who not only are doing it, but are super successful doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the... um been listening to the Hello Sport Boys for a while and like obviously there's, there's a key difference there they're bloody hilarious and I'm probably not as but um, I was just sort of thinking like I have an interest in all these sports and it's something that can keep me going through the off season while there's no rugby league because obviously rugby league is your main sport and I um, grew up watching it I love it cricket's the same so I, I started off as sort of like a rugby league winter cricket summer then I sort of thought uh, um, I, I might just do a sort of combination of everything throughout the year sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that, mate, you could, like, I noticed that um, that Scope and the YKTR boys, like, he- hearing them talk the other day, they're doing, like, their off-season content, which is focusing on, you know, NFL and, and, and sort of other shit. Like, you could have a similar thing, like, call it, you know, welcome back to the off-season on the Short Paul podcast. We're talking about blah, 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 whatever it might be. Today we've got on from the cricketing world, you know, Mike Hussey, whoever, whoever the hell it might be, if you can ever get Mike yeah. Hussey on, I'm 100% there, by the way. Um, but <laughs> w- w- whatever it might be, um, there's just different ways to approach it and different ways to think about it. But as I said, it's not how I would do it, but that doesn't mean yeah. it's wrong in any way, shape or form because there are people who are doing it. There are people who are doing it 10 times more successfully than what I am, even though to me, it just seems like a near impossible task, you know? I, yeah, I don't know what I'm, what, something that I need to do is one, something that, um, Horro gave us a bit of advice before we need to have a sort of clear plan direction, just consistently work towards it, which minor ridge, but it keeps changing sort of thing. Um, how would you sort of narrow down a sort of, well, I guess it's a bit different considering you're just a uh, rugby league page, but how would you sort of narrow down a clear direction um, just in general? Well, mate, that's sort of up to you, to be honest with you, how you want to go about it. I mean, I look at YKTR and how they do things, and, you know, I've been lucky enough to go on their podcast and sort of see behind the scenes. Like, that's not... It may seem like the boys are willy-nilly, and they'll just sit and they'll talk shit for an hour and a half. Like, it's it's not that at all. There is research that goes into it. When I go in there, Ice will say to me, what are we going to talk about? And I'll say, I've got these points. And he'll go, I like that. I don't like that. This is what we're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. We make sure we don't... Like, even those boys that it just looks so natural and so easy, you know, there's a lot of structure and a lot of content that goes into that. Whereas the Hello Sport boys, as much as they don't... Like, I've also been in that studio and watched them record, they still before they record, have a conversation, know exactly sort of what's coming, but then they will go on a tangent for 25 minutes, you know? And it'll be hilarious, which is mad. As you said, that's why I love them as well. They talk about things I've got no interest in, then all of a sudden I'm super interested in it because they're talking about some bloke's hog or fucking, you know, just something fucking stupid that grabs my attention. But I think the, the key thing to both, which is what I would say to you, is that the Hello Sports one, they... They provide humour, yeah? For yeah. YKTR, when I look at them, when I look at Bloke, yes, they provide a bit of humour, but they also educate on rugby league. And if you can if you can make people laugh or you can teach them, 
that's where yeah. you find people's interest. So if you like, and you know, with, with all due respect to everyone that does it, I, I, I sometimes I get invited on a podcast or whatever, and I'll go and listen to you know a couple of of their episodes or like five minute segments of their episodes and podcasts <laughs> that come out, and it's like, oh, the Roosters beat the South twenty four twelve, and then Paramount, and it's like they're reading the scores out and who scored tries. It's like it's not engaging content. People can read. They don't yeah. need you to tell them who scored tries. E- even on Instagram, I see people post the results of games. I'm like, fuck, I mean, it's a post, but it's you're not really providing anything. I mean, I, I, I know myself personally, obviously I'm a rugby league nut, but I've never opened my phone and seen an Instagram post of a scoreline and been like, oh, I didn't know that until now. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I, I just don't think it's engaging content. It's you want to take that score, you want to take a certain player and tell me what they did well, what they didn't do well, how it can improve, where it went wrong. Something that actually piques my interest. I might not agree with you. And to be honest with you, if I don't agree with you, even better, because then I'll probably comment and go, I disagree, blah, blah, or, or, you know, the idiots will say you're a fuckwit, blah, blah, blah. But it'll generate interest in that post. No one yeah. is commenting on 5 to 12, game over. You might get a couple of emojis or whatever, but no one's really generating conversation off the back of that. Well, that's why I'm sort of starting to change the, the format because I still want to do like updates in a way, but I don't want to, because when I, if you scroll down a fair bit, like my page pretty much just started off with like full-time updates and man of the matches and stuff like that. Whereas now like a lot of my, a lot of the updates will go on the story, like in terms, well now because it's spring carnival, will be all the racing results and that sort of thing. And then like all my posts is sort of either content that, I've talked about on the podcast, but not directly engaging with the podcast in a way, or it'll be, um, it'll be like ideas or, or a bit of writing and, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And like, I'm scrolling back to have a look at your, you know, back to what you're talking about. And I can literally see the transition from when you obviously worked out that just posting scores was getting you nowhere and you moved towards more, analysis sort of stuff you know Storm didn't need that loss Parramatta net like that shit interests me that shit I'm genuinely interested in reading and I will be probably interested in reading that in three weeks time to look back at how it played out I'm never going to go back and think oh fuck who won on Saturday night at 5pm on in round 22 what was the score you know like it's not it's not engaging content and if you do do that, you can just go to nrl.com and bloody see the score line right, there. And, and, and that's the other thing. Even when you said, oh, I've got the updates on my story, like for, for me, that's all good and well, but you know, like that market is probably already owned to some extent by guys like Clarky, by guys like Roasty. If you said to me, oh, I'm going to update people on injuries, I'm going to be like, okay, but people aren't going to go to you. They're going to go to the NRL physio. That's where they're going to go. You know what I mean? Like it's, you, you need to sort of find your niche, find your market and then really double down on that. And mate, like, fuck, like I'm, I'm reading through um, some of these um, posts that you put up where you ask questions, and then you say, "What, what are your thoughts in the comments?" Like, they, mate, they're, they're exactly what I fucking do. Yeah, like they're they're good quality, and, and, and that's like not a negative in any way, shape, or form. That's a, I, I, I think it's a good thing because you're in, you, you're actually, you're provoking questions. Um, yeah. An example yesterday. I opened my phone and I fucking my, my first 15 photos on my newsfeed was the same picture of Cam McInnes in a Sharks jersey. Um, so straight away, I had the same picture. I just changed a little bit. I, I added a Sharks logo. Are you expecting Cam McInnes to play hooker or to play lock at the Sharks? All of a sudden, you create a conversation that got something like 90 comments underneath it when originally 
if I would have just posted the same picture as everyone else saying, first look at Cam at, at um Cam McInnes in new kit. I mean, it doesn't engage anyone. I've yeah. already seen it everywhere fucking else. It's the fourth time I've seen it in eight seconds on my news feed. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. And the reality is, I would say the vast majority of your audience, they're gonna interact a lot with like bloke in a bar, roasty, these sort of guys. As soon as they posted it, it's gonna come up in their news feed for before it's gonna sorry, that's gonna come up in their news feed before yours does. So you need to find your point of difference. Where are you gonna change it up? Is it is it gonna be are you gonna provoke questioning? Are you going to put hypotheticals out there? Are you gonna give your analysis on where Cam McInnes is gonna fit into this side? Just trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, that's where I recently went wrong in the fact that I thought my point of difference was going to be the fact that I cover sort of multiple things and and people would. But that can of, be your point of difference, yeah. Like there, there's nothing wrong with that being your point of difference. I, I I I think it's going to be a difficult task, but it's not impossible, man. It's been done by other people. It can be done. Yeah, but that was sort of a, a thing where I thought, well, if I'm just making like. W- um, posts about what other pages are posting about, but it's all in the one spot. Um, going to attract more people, I guess, because they just already follow all those other things. So I was sort of like, well, I'm just going to start analysing the um, analysing the games that I've watched and all that sort of thing. Um, and I've also started a website now where I'm like publishing articles out because I've started up. Uh, I've wanted to be a journalist for a while now, and that's sort of why I started the podcast for for a bit of a taste in the in the media world, I guess, and um, and to do a, a lot more analysis and writing, and then for the horse racing, I'm doing tips and all that sort of thing. So I don't know, I've just sort of changed off that that mindset of that point of difference for me is going to be multiple sports. Yep, and mate, I, I also think the. The blogging and everything, I think that's a great idea. If you can write, go for it 100%. I think it's a great idea. Roasty does it. YKTR does it. I know that my strength isn't writing. I can't write to fucking save myself. Uh, I'm a teacher. I should be able to, but I can't. Um, I know that I can't write as engaging as I can talk. So I just focus in on what I'm good at, which is talking. Whereas, you know, you might find if you do want want, want to be a journal when you're older, you might find that, um, you know, written is your thing and you double down on that is it it might be hard you know it's it's sort of a like i i I think nowadays people would much rather well i know myself i can only talk for myself i would rather throw something in my ear than have to read an article but that's just me yeah everyone everyone's different everyone you know everyone's different different people like to be notified about multiple sports me personally i couldn't care less about anything else outside of rugby league but i'm probably not your best example i mean look at you know I, I've got a page called the Rugby League fucking Guru, yeah. So I'm not your real perfect example. If you, if you have mates, you guys are able to go and sit at the pub and talk about, you know, eight different sports. I mean, obviously those people exist. You know what I mean? So like, there is a market for it. I, I yeah. just find that, um, that I, for me, I would find it really difficult to have so many fingers in so many pies, and try and be sustainable for all of them and try and be the best source that you can be for all of them but you might be able to find your own little spin on that like the hello sport boys sort of has theirs is done through humor yours could be done in a different avenue what that is you know that's up to you to find out but it's definitely not impossible but i've just got to do a lot of sort of discovering in terms of where i want the pace to go and what i want to do with it and how i'm going to draw in uh draw in 
uh, more viewers, that sort of thing. And as well, like, you know, you said you, ha- you have to do some more discovering and work out what you're going to do. Like you, and you know, you said, you said before that scope is like, oh, work out your processes, you know, set them out, which is all good and well, you know, you could set them out tomorrow and then you could look back in six months ago. I'm looking, I'm doing things completely differently, but that's a positive that you didn't stick to that plan. You outgrew that plan and you're moving yeah. to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not always just cause you're not sticking to your original plan doesn't mean your original plan was right you've obviously grown out of that you've adapted it you've expanded to you know it might be it might be instagram reels that you really make your thing like i look at um you know something i'm working at uh, at the moment if you have a look at like barstool sports they've got a guy that does like a one minute rap where well he calls it a one minute rap he does like a three minute yarn about whatever and it's something that i'm sort of trying to get into with my page and you know at the moment i think it's a great idea i might do it for three weeks and no one's got any interest in it which is fine but then you adapt and you move away from that and you find something that does work. I find that you know, whenever I put reels out of little clips from, you know, Bloke in a Bar or, or YKTR, you know, I feel completely fucking self-absorbed doing it all the time, but it's content that works. It's content that people like and it engages them in what I'm talking about. It gives them a viewpoint of the sort of angle that I look at rugby league from, which I, I think is a little bit different to the vast majority, uh, which has sort of been my point of difference to some extent, but my point of difference is it's really not that much of a huge point of difference. Anyone can do what I do. I'm looking at your page right now and a heap of the summaries and everything you've done are exactly what I do as well. It's not like I've reinvented the wheel, whereas Hello Sports Boys, they probably sort of have to some extent. Yeah, they, they sort of do their own thing over there and it's, it's um, eye-catching in a sense because what, what I've sort of listened to for the last two, three years is guys like yourself, Blows in the Bar, a little bit of... YKTR two five seven collective every, every so often um, to to have somebody like that come in, which is just like completely new and fresh, and it co- they cover every sport, but not in a serious analytical way. It's just sort of like um, just do everything that uh, they just do everything in their own sort of separate way, which is something that I've thought of of needed to do, but I don't don't have those ideas yet. And, and and just something else to touch on what you said there, that something new and fresh came in like Hello Sport. Just remember that like they've been around longer than I have. They've been around longer than yeah. like ATR has existed. They've been around longer than Bloke in a Bar has existed. Um, these are guys yeah. that they came in with a, with a point of view that, mate, I'm sure that there would have been hundreds of people that would have said to those two five or six years ago, what the fuck are you doing? The two of you just sit and have a conversation about everything. You don't have a specific topic. It makes no sense whatsoever. But now it's blown up. Now people, mate, it's got a fucking cult following. And you look at when they talk about their early days, mate, like they can name the first 30 true listeners they have. They've got their baggy greens that they've they've handed out because they looked at their first 100 listeners and treated them like they were a million listeners. And that's where you're sort of at the same point now. You're just getting started, but the, the the followers and the listeners you do have, turn it into a family, man. Make it a real fucking community where you provide constant content to those guys. Um, if you, for, for, for example, and, and mate, it's something that I didn't do very well myself, so I'm honestly just talking to you through my mistakes, essentially. But imagine if, you know, when you were listening to me over the last year or two, if I was having 
genuine conversations with you every two or three days about whatever's going on, whatever you wanted to talk about. Like eventually you would say to your mates, oh, follow this guy, I like his podcast, he said this, he said that sort of thing. And that's, yeah. you know, that that's the sort of relationship you want to build. That's what the Hello Sports, I mean, brother, they have like 40 people call up every day and they call themselves a random fucking name and the boys know who they are straight away. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a like community like I've never sort of seen before because I mean I mean Blokes and Bar obviously has his community that he's built up and everybody loves him and all that sort of thing but, but Hello Sports buddy just done it different just done it different in the sense that um, they've like the punters and dribblers and all that sort of thing like even like the affectionate names for them and stuff like that and the way they, they the way they interact is completely different. And uh, you were talking about building a building a community within my own page, and I've sort of got the same five six guys that are constantly interacting. That obviously aren't my mates because my mates are going to be on there anyway. But the same five six guys that are constantly interacting or, or with my posts or, or messaging me and stuff like that. That I, I'd know each of their accounts by now, sort of thing. But nothing nothing to what that sort of standard is, but. I, I guess I know what you know what you're talking about in terms of building up a community. Oh, for sure, and mate, it's you know, you might give those five or six guys you know a shout out on your podcast. You might you might say to one of them, hey, uh, you know, you know, you, you might take those five or six and go, hey, you're 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 one of my most loyal's um, doing a uh, doing a podcast this week on you know five players from the past. Tell me who, who's your favorite player, and then you could say, oh, this one was sent in by. Jim Smith or whatever talk you know like there's just little ways yeah. to, I mean mate, mate like I find it amazing with, with those Hello Sport boys like they will be talking about something they did on the weekend and they'll be like oh then we went to Mavo's shout out to Mavo and I'm just sitting there going I don't fucking know who like I don't even know who or what you're talking about but they make you feel like you're in the room with them yeah yeah it's just completely different but, it, but in a sense I don't want to sort of follow that mould either because I don't think i able to do do that as effectively or as engagingly as what or as engaging as what those those sort of guys have done it. Like I still want to go my own route, but still build up those that loyal sort of fan base. Like those, they, they talk about it all the time. The, the thirty or forty listeners that were were sticking around to their first 150, 200 podcasts just consistently, and they they knew they were onto something. I've sort of been using that as my motivation because I've still had consistently 30, 40 guys on mine like listening to mine sort of thing and, and I, I think mate that's the other thing that, that you need to imagine that you know you look at you know you hey everyone I've been on the go recently Phoenix Kansas City Chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an Airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. You see on that on that podcast platform, the downloads, and it says, you know, 32, and you're like, fuck, that is nothing, but... Imagine if you were in a room and you had 32 blokes sitting around a table listening to every word you said. All of a sudden, you're the most popular yeah. guy that a pub has probably ever fucking had. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I, I yeah. agree with you, and I'm in the exact same boat. I couldn't possibly do what the Hello Sport boys do. I'm not that sort of a personality. But what it shows you is that it can be done, and it can be done in creative ways. It can be done in genuine ways. You've got mates. That means that you've got a personality that is attractive to some people. You've got to find those people. You know, I've got mates that I'm friends with who aren't sports nuts, who I'm friends with, whether it's through work or whether it's through my missus' boyfriends, and I show them Hello Sports, and they honestly just go, what the fuck is this? Could you possibly listen to these idiots talk? And they're not the sort of guys that I would sit at a pub with have 10 schooners talk absolute fucking dribble or fucking name old sports players for two hours. You know, they're not those sort of guys, but they're out there. (laughs) They've been labeled as punters and dribblers, which is perfect. They've nailed their target audience. Your audience is out there. You've just got to find them. And that's sort of what I'm, what I'm at the stage of now is trying to, is trying to find that audience and sort of figure out what I'm doing with the, with the podcast. Cause as I said earlier, it's sort of been stag- stagnant around that 170 to 190 now, like I, I followers on the actual page, and I'm just sort of trying to reach out and find ways of how I can expand that because I know it's a, it's a constant grind and that sort of thing, but I also want to be expanding and want to be feeling that sort of reward for effort in yeah. a sense. Yeah, and that's – yeah, and you've got to – You've got to you've got to work out what your reward is. If your reward is waiting till you get to ten thousand listeners, like that's a that's a high end reward. If you go from having yeah. thirty listens on a podcast and the end of next month you say, Okay, I want to have fifty on it, it's achievable. It's achievable through genuine content by posting um posting genuine content that leads to your podcast. Mate, like every single time like I've gone on YKTR two three I think two times now and every time I do it I get at least five messages from new followers to say hey um saw you on YKTR love my rugby league that's why I that's why I follow YKTR because I love what the boys do which is great content but then they're like oh but the boys also do you know cooking and they do culture and they do business and that's not really my cup of tea I'm I'm all rugby league so guess that that aspect dragged them to YKTR, but then they don't like the other four aspects that they provide. Whereas me, you know, I, I watch every bit of YKTR's content because I think that it's it's just quality stuff that I enjoy. But I've got a heap of followers that are just guys that love rugby league through and through and have found me through YKTR. And then I've got other guys that message me and they're like, oh, you know, I, I love bloke in a bar. I love when he's got when it's him and Finchie and they're just talking rugby league. But when those two other Pelicans get on and they're trying to be funny, I fucking hate it, which in my mind, I'm like, how could you possibly not love the hello sport boys, you know? But then that's led them yeah. down the avenue to finding mine because they're just rugby league fans out and out that enjoy just my content that is just footy wall to wall. That's, um, I, I don't know where my, that's, I just don't know where my audience lies at the moment. So, I'll probably figure that out through time, but yeah. Right. Your audience is lying in, you know, it's on social media. They they are there. It's just a matter of finding them, whether that is comment. You know, I, I said that I used to comment on the NRL page. I mean, like you could comment under every Hello Sports podcast, every post that they, when it's cricket, you comment something about cricket when it's, you know, like they're, they're, and, and you know, as I said, it's not really my cup of tea. But there has to be other guys out there that are doing multiple sports that have been very successful at what they do. I mean, during the summer, I know that Denon he's going to sort of jump into a bit more of other sports, whether it's NFL, whether it's 
cricket union, whatever it might be. I, I see the UFC, well, yeah. UFC, all that sort of stuff. Like I, I would set a reminder for yourself every time Denim posts to get a notification and whatever it is, comment under it. If it's not rugby league related, if it's UFC, whatever it is, be the first comment on it. Generate a bit of yeah. interest in your comment. Um, you know, it, it's those people are out there, especially when footy season isn't on. Like, like me, I, I'm, I'm obviously very different because I NRL season finishes and then I just keep making content around it. So, like, footy season doesn't really stop for me. I just find shit to talk about, you know. But for the average punter, yeah. when rugby league isn't on, rugby league isn't on. They've got to go somewhere else. My mates, they all do a NFL draft, which is gone. Like, I love that sort of shit. But because I'm doing so much NRL stuff, I pulled out of that. But all of a sudden, my mates who I haven't heard them talk about NFL since the Super Bowl are now totally engaged in the NFL. When cricket comes back, they'll be totally engaged in the cricket. And these guys are out and out rugby league fans as well. But blokes need sport and when footy is on you got to find fucking something you know yeah well that was my that was my first thing was when I started doing up the page I was like well I want to talk about rugby league first and foremost but then when rugby league isn't on off season I don't want to be drilling in rugby league because I sort of lose interest in it as well in the sense like I'll see a notification come up and it'll be about a major signing and I'll be like oh that's cool but if I hear a signing like say Will Smith to the Titans the other day if that was a little bit deeper into the off-season, I didn't have this podcast, I'll, put a, I'll just put a scroll straight past it, not really cared much about it. Uh, mate, you probably wouldn't have realised Will Smith was at the Titans until he ran out for the Titans last year, which is a lot of fans. I'm sort of, sort of in, a, in a weird situation where rugby league sort of is round because I get engaged with it through the juniors as well, like with the Harold Matts, SG Ball and that. During those seasons, I'm more invested in the Harold Matts and SG Ball than I'm the NRL news, if you understand what I'm saying. Mate, I understand. Mate, I'm in the exact same boat. I understand what you're saying completely. Um, how many Harold Matthews podcasts are there? Well, I barely know of any. Like, I know of maybe one, and that's a Parramatta purely one. So, mm. so the, when you go to these Harold Matts games, are you the only one there? No. No, there's an audience there, isn't there? Yeah? yeah, like if you were to talk, like it's it's something that I like. My I I've got a couple of my my younger brother and my younger cousin are in are in Matts and SG Ball this year, and it's definitely something that I'm going to be covering. Uh, I've sort of already worked out a bit of that content that I'll be covering it. But you know, if you're at the Parramatta games, I mean, Parramatta is one of the real strongest clubs. Every game that Parramatta play is a big game. Mate, like there's yeah. content there to be provided. People are interested in who the young guys are, and these young guys they're getting younger and younger every year. The guys are coming from SG Ball into first grade within eighteen months. I mean, you can if you can get to two Harold if you can get to two SG Ball games a week, you know, which realistically isn't too hard. Um, you know, there, there's content there. There's content there to be provided. You you would find that, mate. You got you got fucking what five hundred. 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds with egos coming out of their asses, they're going to love fucking hearing about themselves. They're going to tell their mates about it. It's it's yeah. the reality of it, mate. Like, you, you, you're going to those fields every year. You're sitting there. You're watching something you're interested in. The people that are there with you, there'd be a 1,000 or 2,000 people there watching as well. They're interested in it as well. You've been yeah. talking about where's your audience. Fuck, there it is. Well, that's... Um... Talking to, I've had a chat with David Riccio from the Telegraph before because we were talking about um, sports journalism. Yeah. And he was saying, like, 
first people never forget the first article written about them or something like that. Where I was, I was sitting there like that's interesting because I'm around the Howard Matthews FC ball. If I'm building connections with people and like say write an article about one of the up and comers at Parramatta or something like that, build the connection to the future as well. So it's like I'm talking to one of the future NRL superstars or there's somebody out there that's looking for future talent for their club that comes and reads those articles sort of thing. How um how old are you? Hmm? How old are you? Uh, 17. 17, okay. So you, you might not remember, but there was there was a page when I was a kid called, um, what was it called? It was called like Aussie Rugby League or Aussie Schoolboy. Is this ringing a bell to you at all? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about or not really? Uh, not really. Okay, let me, let me find it because this page was... The absolute Bible for, and anyone that's probably over the age of 25 will definitely remember this. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, it was called Our Footy Team. You ever heard of it? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay. If, you, if you've got your computer in front of you now, you type in Our Footy Team, go and have a look at that. It is the shittest website in the world, but this is exactly what they did. They posted articles constantly about young kids coming through and they had photos from all the games and everything and it generated such a following. Like you would you would open your computer every Monday morning, like when I when I was at school with my mates, and you would open this every week to see what was happening, you know, who who made the rep teams, and it'd be rep teams from from Sydney to, you know, Orange to far north Queensland, it'd be all over the country, they would cover everything. Now you obviously wouldn't go into that much depth, but Mate, Harold Matt's an SG ball. Every every like proper rugby league fan in Sydney has a genuine interest in that sort of stuff. Like there is a market there. Um, have you have, have, have you had a look at that um, website and just seen how, how shit it is? Um, I've just gotten uh, to my computer now, so I'm just going to have a look at it now. It's ourfootyteam.com. If you um, the, the 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 deeper you go into this page you see that there is about 10 years worth of content on there and it is now it is all photos of current stars playing SG Ball and Harold Matz. Yeah. And I have no doubt whatsoever that these guys would still get a lot of their photos from this page because they would have been footy obsessed when they were 15, 16 and this was their Bible. This was the go-to. Yeah, no, I'm just having a look through it now and it's just like, oh, there's a there's a one from back in 2011 and that, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I've just opened up to the page um, Thursday, 26 September 2019, the Australian Schoolboys game. Um, Reese Walsh, uh, the Hammer, Matt Fiegai, yeah. Toby Sexton, Sam Walker. That Schoolboy squad was phenomenal. That yeah. um, their whole spines played NRL now, hasn't it? But for the Australian Schoolboys, uh, essentially, yeah. But if I wanted to find this, this is where I go to find it. Yeah, you know, we're screaming out for a modern day, you know, our footy team because it would dominate the landscape in an instant. Well, that's sort of what I've been thinking about covering in the summer. Is the is just somehow it mats. And I was going to try and write a few articles about some of, some of the boys from that um, that thing to put up on my website. Even though my website at the moment just looks an absolute shit house because it's made on Wix and bloody I don't know how they use any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but, but mate, mate, that doesn't like if you're the only one doing it. Those fucking teenagers don't care. They're still going to share it. They're still going to share yeah. it with their mates. They're going to get around each other. If you did a team of the week. Like I know that's hard because you can't see every game, but geez, surely yeah. you could ballpark it based on score lines, who scores tries, and whatnot. Get 
you know, if you could just get one, one person that goes to each game for each team or just some sort of a source for at least the good teams, let's be honest here, there's only five or six teams that can win Harold Matson SG Ball every year. You know who they're going yeah. to be before the season starts, essentially. If you can just have one yeah. connection or even one kid from each of those teams say, hey, who, who went good today? Mate, it wouldn't be, yeah. you know, you could... You'd send out a heap of those messages on Saturday. You could get five or six responses. You could come up with a, a best thirteen of the week, or if it's if that's too hard, come up with the best three players of the week. More than like at least one of them is going to be from Parramatta. We both know enough about junior football to know that, so you're going to see that one. And it'll probably be, probably another one for Penrith and another one for Manly. Well, that's the other, the other thing. If you can, I mean, if you can get, uh, you know, without doing the geography off the top of my head, if you can get to the Penrith and the Parramatta game if they're both playing at home. You're guaranteed yeah. to see two of the top five players of the week. Yeah. Right, well, I've got, I've got to go. So um, thanks for thanks for all that. Sort of um, helped help me sort of improve the page. And yeah, thanks thanks for giving me a call. No, that's all right, brother. All good, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, mate. See ya. See ya, buddy. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.